Fantastic, we're live. Uh, good afternoon, uh, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to uh, Love Your Business TV. Uh, we are a couple of minutes late today because of a slight technical fault, but we're back on it, um, and we are ready to go. Uh, so, good afternoon. I am Adrian Peck. I am the entrepreneur and founder of Better Never Stops. We deliver business advice and coaching programs to entrepreneurs and business owners who are typically over forty-five years old and run a or want to run £1 million plus turnover companies. I am also the author of How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Rediscovering Your Mojo and Enjoying Every Day by Living Your Dream. And that's exactly what I do. I help business owners either stay or fall in love with their businesses. Invariably over time, what happens is uh, the business owner uh, kind of builds a business up and it gets, uh, gets good momentum. Uh, and then at some point they run out of time, run out of enthusiasm and run out of uh, some business ideas as well. So I help them uh, formulate a plan, get them back in their business and get them loving their business again and hopefully get them living back their dream uh, and getting all the things they want out of life. Uh, so uh, welcome again to uh, Love Your Business TV. Uh, we have been going now for a couple of months. Um, the audience and stuff is growing, growing, which is really, really great. And I'm really I'm here to help uh, and support business owners uh, across the world, uh, particularly in the UK, uh, to uh, with some sound business advice and a place to go with some support every single week. And we tackle various uh, subjects um, over the weeks as well. Uh, so you can catch up with us. We're live on Facebook and on YouTube as we speak. Uh, you can also uh, catch up on previous. Um, so we turn this into a podcast, which goes out onto Spotify, Apple, and also to Google. Um, and you can look at all our previous episodes and stuff as well on um, our Love Your, Love Your Business TV channel on YouTube as well. So really great to have you here this afternoon. Um, as always, thank you for the feedback that you give me every week. It's really encouraging. Um, if you want to reach out to me today, you can leave a message. Uh, any questions you have on the topic we're going, to, uh, we're going to cover today on the message bar. You can also reach out to me at adrian.peck at peckuk.com. Um, and I can obviously uh, catch up and answer any questions you have there as well. Uh, so this week we are going to be um, looking at uh, big changes. Big changes kill business growth. Uh, so I, it's a it's a topic that I come across a lot uh, when I'm working with businesses or before I work with businesses um, is they try and do lots and lots of big projects. And I'm going to explain to you why that's really, really bad approach and why that fails. Uh, and I'm going to take you through as well what the what the better um, solution is. So I'm going to tell you really about why. Why does it kill growth? Um, what is a better way? I'm going to give you a couple of case studies and then I'm going to leave you with some call to actions as well um, at the end of it. Uh, so let's uh, let's crack on. Um, so why does it kill growth? Why does um, those kind of big projects and, and really what I'm talking about is that um, a lot of companies and a lot of business owners, they get their business to a point and then they see the next step of their business growth is this kind of massive hurdle. It's this next really big jump. If only we had this, if only we could do this. And, and, they, and they try to build it up on a really, really big project. And of course, what happens 
is that those projects, uh, they procrastinate about moving those projects forward. And the longer and longer you procrastinate about moving that project forward, um, it's, we have this kind of human thing that when we put things off, they grow bigger and bigger in our minds. Therefore, to get those projects done and to get those initiatives done, they get bigger and bigger in our minds. So therefore, really, that mountain just grows taller and taller and taller. And that puts us off even more. The other part in is actually kind of get lost a bit. Where do we start? Because they're such big projects, what do we do first? How are we going to do it? And invariably, because they get put off over a period of time, um, changes uh, happen or something comes up and therefore the project never gets started because of that as well. It's kind of that old adage of, well, we were going to do it and then this happened and therefore we haven't got around to doing it. Oh, I must get around to doing that one day. There are also the other big problem when you try to implement uh, big uh, projects into a business as well and big changes is that there's going to be resistant then internally from it. Uh, the one thing that is uh, people are, um, are very wary of and very listened to is obviously is change. And the bigger and bigger that step change is trying to be and the bigger that project or initiative is that business, the bigger that resistance is going to be internally as well from those changes. What tends to happen as well is not a single person tends to drive the project and the, these projects do need driving. Otherwise, they will just run out of energy and they run out of focus. They run out of steam. They just do not happen. Uh, what I've also seen is when you try and make these big changes is that there's also this kind of crope, this uh, scope creep that comes in as well. And what you kind of started off wanting to do invariably has changed over that time and actually it's kind of lost its momentum and lost its focus of what it was trying to achieve. Um, and of course, because there's this kind of length of time between, well, when we try to start this project or initiative in the business, we want to do all these changes. And when it actually happens, there's lost scope of that. And actually, then did it even work? And there's kind of, well, did it work? Um, and there's a, a very difficulty then actually to find out uh, what you have done is implemented and therefore that puts you off then doing anything else in the future. So the other really, really big thing that stops uh, these growth uh, programs going as one of these initiatives is the fear of failure. The bigger and bigger this uh, the initiative is and the changes you want to try and make in your business, the bigger and bigger that risk is, particularly for you as the business owner. And the bigger that risk is, is we have inherent thing within our bodies and our brains that, that then starts putting this fear of failure in there. What happens if I try and do this and it fails? Um, I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to look stupid in front of my team when I've been pushing for these changes and these initiatives and they don't work. So that then builds up this massive fear of failure. And that fear of failure is probably the biggest reason out of everything that stops uh, business owners making changes to their business is that fear of failure. And the bigger and bigger that uh, project is or the initiatives, the changes you want to make, the bigger that fear of failure. And that's really what stops it. So hopefully that's giving you a bit of a background of, of why um, these big changes are a 
are um, not the right approach. So let me share with you actually then what is the approach. Oh, on the other thing, of course, is um, the last bit on there is why they kill growth is that in essence, because of all that fear of failure, what ends up happening is the business owner uh, plants his head in the in the sand and kind of goes, this is too big. I don't know what how to deal with it. I'm going to stick my head in the sand and just let everything go on. And it, I'm sure it will sort itself out. And that's really what stops the business growth as well. So what is the better way? Um, and the better way I like to describe it is what I call the Formula One principle. And it's the Formula One principles of marginal gains, marginal changes. The reality is your business is not broken. Very rarely do I work with businesses that are completely broken. If they normally, if they're that bad, you know, there's an insolvency practice, practice and they're working in them. Um, they're not broken. They're not broken, broken models. You've built your business so far. It works. It generates money. Yes, it can be improved, but it's not broken. Therefore, you need to move into what I call is the Formula One principle. The Formula One principle is about making small changes in lots of areas. And that's how Formula One works. It's all about the small little changes that add up into a big change and as time goes on. Sometimes those changes aren't immediate and you do have to have patience with those changes. Um, and my analogy is, is really like um, is around ice cubes. Um, if you put um, uh, took an ice cube and you put it into, into a fridge, Obviously, it would take longer to melt. and But every increment of, um, of degrees that you warm that ice cube up, the first few um, changes don't really have much change at all. Well, the first few increases in temperature don't have much change at all. It's actually as soon as it hits a point and all of a sudden the ice cube starts melting quite quickly. And it's the same when you make changes in business is that sometimes those feel... Uh, that they're not having the effect. And there's all this kind of hard work you have to do underneath. It's almost kind of like the iceberg is you have to do all this work underneath the, underneath the sea level, doing all this stuff, and all of a sudden it pops out and it starts working. You have to have patience with those changes. So it's all about making small step changes, small step changes across lots of areas of your business. Um, they are then... Um, the small improvements, they are fast and manageable. You can make these changes quite quickly. Um, you'll have lots um, of, you have lots of support in making these changes versus lots of resistance when you try and make a big change. So you have a lot less resistance about making these changes because you do it in conjunction with your team. And a lot of the time, they will give you the changes they want to make. Uh, some of those changes, you will question about the effect of them, but just go with it. Let your let your um, your team help and guide those changes, and they will buy into them. And it will also allow you to make other changes as you go. Um, my analogy always with change management is around. Uh, there's a guy called Charles Charles Handy, and um, he uh, had various management theories about change management. And his analogy was about boiling toads, and, and it's a great analogy. Uh, and if it works that it says that uh, if you were to put a, a toad into boiling water, the toad would just jump out because that's a needed reaction. But actually, if you put the toad into body temperature water, so i.e. It's, it's what it's used to, 
and you slowly turn the temperature up on that toad uh, in the in the pot the toad actually sits there and gets quite warm and snuggly and he'll actually boil himself to death because he won't jump out because that changes are so gradual he won't jump out and that's the same to be about managing your team and managing that resistance it's about making those small changes those small changes you'll get buy-in you'll get less resistance and those small changes all add up to a big result and that's the thing you've got to bear in mind it's all those little increments one percent one percent one percent one percent that make make a big change in the end and um, that's the bit that's going to drive the performance that's the bit that's going to change uh, make the change in your businesses Uh, the other thing, and um, um, if you've watched any of my shows, you've heard me talk about this before, is only shit happens. It's one of my mantras in life. Only shit happens. Everything else you have to make happen. Now, the one thing about making those small changes is it tends to kind of drive the energy and the motivation and keeps momentum going of making changes. And it almost, if you're good at it, it becomes a habit in the business. So therefore, um, like my business, better never stops. And you can keep that momentum going. You can keep those changes going. You can make them smaller, more manageable, faster changes. And therefore, that momentum keeps going. And the habit that sits there in the business have always been changing. So I'm going to quickly touch on two case studies just to kind of reinforce the point, really. Uh, the first one is the British cycling team. Uh, anybody that uh, follows cycling uh, will know after over the last uh, 10, 15 years nearly, British cycling has gone through this absolute revolution. Now, to give you a bit of a backstory, um, the last um, gold medal in the Olympics, I think it was 1908, uh, was the last time I, they won the Olympics prior to the new revolution of the British cycling. Uh, a chap um, was brought into British cycling called uh, Dave Bearsford, or Sir Dave Bearsford now, uh, Bailsford. Uh, he uh, came in and started managing the British, uh, British cycling team. And his whole principles are based on these small marginal changes. And it, he basically stripped down the whole process from, um, from the maintenance, uh, the sleep, uh, the uh, nutrition of the athletes, uh, through to uh, their, sanitizer, their sanit sanitization, that's the right word, uh, and through to their cycling of the bikes. He stripped every single process down, rewrote it, and made the marginal changes within it, even down to the point that all the athletes are taught how to wash their hands. Now, you're thinking, how the hell can that be relevant to riding a bike? Well, actually, it's all about the cleanliness that they have in their hands, and therefore, their um, the lack the less germs that they have, and therefore the less uh, viruses they pick up, and therefore the the less illnesses they're going to have. That's going to stop them training, stop them uh, performing in their events. So you can see how his thinking was about even the minutest of details that things that sounds quite bizarre. How it can have effect in what they do. Um, he even uh, they had. Um, a set of bedding that followed the teams everywhere as well. So they always slept in, slept in the same bedding. You know, it was it's in some ways uh, for outside it looks like it's very anal what he done, but it's all about those marginal changes. And all those marginal changes added up and added up and added up. And, you know, they've gone on now to be, um, 
this amazing cycling team that have won the Tour de France now, I think, four or five times. Um, I think uh, out of 10 years, I think there might have been five or six times they run it in a 10-year period. Uh, some years, obviously, back-to-back. Um, the amount of medals they won, etc. You know the story. It's been an amazing bit, but it's all done through those marginal gains. Uh, the second bit then is case study is uh, is actually refers to one of my clients or all my clients in general actually because this is how I work with businesses. Um, I work on the principle of marginal gains, um, and we uh, I have this process called success, uh, which stands for strategy empowerment. A control panel, cash, efficiency, separate and scale. And what I do and how I work with business owners is we go around every single part of the business and we make small changes um, on every part of their business. And we keep going. We better never stops. So we keep going round and round the business um, time and time again, making those small incremental changes all the time. Uh, to give you an example of just one business that I'm working with in a four year period, we've taken their business from 1.2 to uh, it's going to be over three million pounds this year. Um, in that time, they have uh, they have uh, more than trebled their gross profit percentage as well. Um, and based on that uh, revenue, you can kind of have a good idea of what kind of gross profit they're doing now. They're doing wonderful, wonderful uh, time now, but it's all been through that principle of those marginal changes. Keep going through the business and keep making little step changes through and through it all. Uh, so let's move on then to your uh, to your actions this week. Um, I want you to have a long, hard think about all that stuff you've got on your to-do list that you've been putting on that to-do list about the things you really want to get done in your business. Those big plans, those big projects, those big changes you want to make, I want you to now draw a line through them all, a big cross with them. You're not going to do them. What I want you to do instead is I want you to sit down with your team. I want you to sit down to your team and talk about the small improvements that you can make. And it could be the minutest of detail that somebody says, well, wouldn't it be better if we just had this? And just go through all those small changes. And those small changes want to be stuff you can do in a maximum of a, of a month, ideally within a week. Okay, the maximum it's going to take you to make these changes a month. Um, and ideally, really, it's a week that you can just make those change, changes. And some of these will be almost the instant stuff you can do. And some of it will be ridiculously small stuff as well. But it's all little changes that will start adding up and get that momentum going. You could have. Uh, why don't you have a, um, uh, a, uh, a every single week you have a meeting with all your staff or as, as many staff you can get together in a team. You have that meeting with them. You have it for 10 minutes and go, OK, uh, what changes we're going to have? What we got on our to do list now? And you keep going through those to do list and you keep adding the little ones into it. And you keep making those changes. And, and that will all add up to that big change in the end. Trust me, it really, really will. So if you want to know more, um, obviously you can grab a copy of my book. If you haven't got one already, please contact me, um, adrian.peck at peckuk.com. Uh, send me an email and I'll send you a free book. Um, you can also get all of the tools um, that go with the book on my betterneverstops.global uh, website. Uh, there's a section there called free tools. Uh, so you can go on there, you can get a lot more help and guides and stuff that are on there that support this. And also you can obviously catch up with all the previous episodes as well.
Uh, there's a scorecard if you want to look about some of the changes you make across all of your business. Um, have a look at the scorecard. It's peckuk.scoreapp.com. So peckuk.scoreapp.com. Um, you can go on there. It will take you about 20 minutes to do that uh, to do that. Um, uh, that scorecard is a, it's a business health check and it does look at every single aspect of your business um, and it will give you a score and it'll give you uh, there's a like a 28 page report that comes off the back of it and it'll tell you all the things that you need to do uh, to improve your business as well. Uh, so uh, next week, next week, we're going to focus on uh, lead generation and I'm going to uh, talk around some lead generation stuff. I put a survey out last week. Um, about some of the stuff that you want help with. Um, and the strong thing that came back was about generating leads. So I'm going to do um, a couple of weeks now about um, a lead generation. Hopefully the week after next, I've got a guest. I've got a couple of guests I want to line up over the next three weeks uh, to come and join me on that. They'll give you some extra content as well that will really, really help you. So thank you very much. Um, and thank you for joining this week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, be safe. Um, again, if you want to reach out to me, please do. Um, and you can go and jump on to Love Your Business TV as well. Um, stay safe. And remember, better never stops. Thank you very much.